I have a legitimate shower thought that I thought of in the shower, so it's appropriate. Okay. You can't say for 100% certain that you've never killed anyone. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I can't imagine killing someone. I've never killed anyone in my life. But I can't say that. Give us because you don't know what's happened in your life. Maybe you have killed somebody inadvertently, but what's you can't a, say for one hundred percent certainty. What's a like, supposed scenario here, Mason? That we're that okay. Could, so I mean, Mason, I'll back you walk. up. Mason, I'll back you up. You throw a candy wrapper on the ground, not even thinking. Old lady comes along, slips on the candy wrapper. Thank you. You never heard about it. You're walking on the street, somebody gets distracted, and then and then a little bit down the road runs into something. Landon, like, you you're know. too hot, you're way too sexy, that somebody <laughs> was walking by and was like, ah, and then you killed them. I think I would have heard that, or had, like, experienced. They were, they were mute, saying. and they were on a bicycle, so they couldn't, <laughs> like, you didn't see or hear it happen. I, I'm I, just saying, you never know, you don't know for sure. That's, I hate that point. I think you're right. I'm Telling Mom, the podcast about three brothers catching up, playing games, and sifting through the scrolls and tablets of old to uncover the greatest category of homo sapiens to have ever graced this earth. Welcome to I'm Telling Mom's Historical Idiots. Uh, oh boy, it's... That sounds so much fun. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I Holy love the I was I, like, so many emotions just happened uh, all at once. It was kind of like, all right, this is different. And then it was like, this, I don't like this. And I, I like, had so I'm much confused. fun with that. <laughs> this is Clay's attempt at making history a little bit interesting uh, before we actually delve into I'm history. setting the Sexy. stage. <laughs> setting the stage yeah. for you, boys. Okay, so uh, this episode is dubbed Historical Idiots. Mm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of history. We're going to talk. We're going to have some good stories. We're going to have some goofs, some gaffes, uh, a lot of laughs. You know, just yeah. Just a quick question: Do you guys think that a a channel on Pornhub that was educational yet sexy would do well? Yes. Like it was like ooh, like drunk history but sexual history. <laughs> We're learning about Shakespeare today, girls. You know, and uh, doing <laughs> uh, maybe that would do well. Maybe, man, it no. would really capture. I don't that. know. I mean, those kids I'm would not... pay attention. Yeah, but I feel like if you're on that site, like that's not what you're there for. You well, know, 
You know, everybody support anyway. us on Patreon with our new uh, OnlyFans <laughs> account where we're getting educational. And yeah, uh, OnlyFans is perfect. OnlyFans, I think, is <laughs> would do really well. Pornhub, maybe not so much. That? Because OnlyFans, you can take you can you can take the edgier side of content, whereas Pornhub, like, it's pretty clear why you're there, <laughs> and it's not for educational content. OnlyFans, there's definitely a line of like, there's yeah. stuff that isn't even there's crossovers. Dude, right. you guys have not seen the channel on Pornhub that the guy's like, I give you a glass of water and then I walk away. Or like, I shake your hand respectfully and then I say goodnight. Yeah, that's like different that, though. I haven't seen that. Like, oh, actually. dude, you actually have to genuinely see that. That's <laughs> it's really funny. Stuff. So, okay, he, so he also like makes the titles like somewhat sexual where you could. You could maybe think that, like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then it's just completely like wholesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, sorry, Clay. So, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Good wholesome content. So, in today's society, we can obviously see idiots uh, in social media, on the news. Um, we, they're kind of everywhere. But what I love about this historical idiots is that you, I had to dig. I had to like. It's not just like here's a video of a guy doing some dumb stuff. Like you just learn about people's lives and understand like why is he actually mm. an idiot. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna expose some people today. I'm gonna uh, we're gonna talk about some of the the idiots of history that uh, have made a name for themselves, and it's not in the light that they would have wanted. Okay, Good. I want to find right. out. Are, they, are, are these people? We do we know that they did these things? Yeah, do we know them a, for other reasons. Um, yeah, potentially. Some of them you will. Oh. Um, some of them you will never have heard of, and that's okay. Um, by the way, I just want to preface, I have a lot of notes. This is history, so, uh, <laughs> and I don't want to mess up history at all. So you're, just mm. bear with me. We're going to get mm-hmm. through all this, but they are fascinating stories, okay? So, so listener, he, we know that... Um, statistically, I think most of you are out of school by now, and we just want to yeah. say, welcome back to school. And We're going to learn together. <laughs> Also, we're all I, in the same boat. I swear to God, if if this isn't better than my slideshow about uh, Scientology, <laughs> Scient- because but I learned hated a lot. that you learned a lot. OK, good. I and learned I'm a lot from that. that. I'm, I'm close. I'm excited for tonight because I think I'm going to learn a lot, too. You will. Uh, you will. Landon, and Landon, I just hope it's more entertaining. Landon, I'm going to have you like after every story, I'm going to have you being like, damn, son, where'd you find this? So mm. there's just there's gonna be some, <laughs> you know, some juicy ec- good stuff where you're like, ooh, <laughs> interesting. I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. It, before before you start though, can I bring something up real quick that happened this week? Please do it. All, uh, by by all means. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to make this quick. So I was scrolling along on on Reddit, and there was a video. There was a journalist that uh, came up to Elon Musk. Right. Uh, very wealthy guy, you all know him. I don't need to explain who he is, but the journalist goes, "Hey, how is X A L T X M?" You know, oh and, his uh, son, e- his Elon son. Look, Elon looks <laughs> okay. at the e- Elon looks at the journalist and goes, uh, uh, "Who?" And uh, the guy goes, <laughs> "How is X E A T L M?" And he goes, "Oh, oh, oh, my my son, yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know, like in his nervous little laugh. Yeah. Did he okay. say the name right? Like, I'm assuming the any- journalist said it right. Yes, but it was interesting to see Elon react in oh. that way of like mm. who. So that's that's exactly why I bring this up because one of the comments kind of blew my mind, 
And uh, so the comment was, it's been my theory for over a decade now that all those weird celebrity baby names are just so the public won't know their legal identity and stalk their kids. I always got annoyed on baby name forums when people raged about dumb celebrity names. And I'm just like, you know, I think that's what they're going for. People are really gullible. Uh, And you can't even legally use special characters for your name in most states. And you definitely can't in California. Hmm. And that was like, whoa. Okay. He's smarter than we think he is. Historically, who are some celebrity baby names that uh, we like made fun of growing up and then didn't really think that that's probably not even real. That's they just wanted blanket. the public to think that. But blanket, blanket Jackson. Blanket, blanket was real. Fi. Northwest is real. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot there of really are dumb stupid celebrity real names. names. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the seed of doubt in your in your minds to okay. take yeah. that with a grain of salt. It might actually not be true because they're protecting their identity, and that makes total that's really sense. interesting. Yeah, like that it. is really interesting. Actually, I'm glad there Elon p- kind of pointed that out. It's weird that he hasn't until this point. Uh, no, he didn't point it out though. He just he heard the journalist say, "How's blah 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 your son's name?" and he just didn't oh, even recognize oh, it. He was oh, like, "Who?" Oh. Got you. That's not his name. His yeah. name's Greg. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah. So anyway, that was something interesting that okay. I came across. But uh, Okay. Uh, cool. So historical idiots. I have stories here that, that I'm going to share and indulge with. And as I was thinking through, how can I make this a game? How can I make this you know, fun and a little more engaging? So um, here's what I've done. Um, anytime there is a number mentioned throughout these stories i'm going to pause i'm not going to tell you the number and you guys are going to have to guess whoever is closer to the number wins sometimes it might be a date sometimes it might be somebody purchased x amount of something and the you just number have to of wives they had yeah yep yep got okay. it okay good so so throughout now to make it easier all right um Instead of, so you know, hey, Clace is going to ask a question and it's upcoming. So instead of just being like, okay, we're talking about this, I'm going to pause. Okay, whenever you hear one of these sound effects, that means a question's coming. So just prepare your mind, okay? So let's just, just, this is like 10 seconds. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> mm, mm, so good. I love that one. Mm, so good and tasty. <laughs> If you hear any of those noises, any of those sounds, that means a question's coming up for you. All right. Um, By the way, if you don't know what that clip is from, it's an old old cooking show, and it's this um, bigger fella. Who's cooking Good and he's word. likely and he's on the autism spectrum, but I don't know. Potentially. Is he? Just like me. Just like me. And uh, <laughs> and as he's cooking, he's just like, <laughs> you know, doing all that. So Okay, but if you are familiar with that, I love how Clace is calling it cooking when it was microwaving. <laughs> what? Oh, that's it? right. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and what's it's set up like semi-professionally? He's got like a black backdrop with this professional table and the food sitting <laughs> yeah. in front of him. I thought yeah. it was real. Like I thought it was good cooking. Oh, Mace, I didn't know it was on. a microwave. <laughs> That's mm, funny. So good and tasty. Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. 
Okay, so uh, we're going to start our journey off this evening, this morning. Whenever you listener are listening to this, we're going to start you off uh, with a man by the name of Timothy Dexter. Um, this Good name. Is, this is potentially, after doing all this research, potentially one of my favorite people from history. Mm. Okay? So, um, he was born in... Mm. Mm, so good. Timothy Dexter is not the oldest name that you'd imagine, but... But Timothy... Timothy would be a nice 1800s name. Which, which... 1870, Clayce. Lock it in. Okay, lock it in 1870. I think that Timothy is a more modern boy. Born Uh. in 1917. Okay. Uh, I almost Landon said got 70 a point. something. Landon ah! is officially on the board. So, um, born in 1747. Ugh. Okay. So, he's an older lad. Um, in, he was born in Massachusetts. He had no schooling and was effectively illiterate. Uh, when he was age... Mmm, so good and tasty. <laughs> Age, I'll, 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 we, give you, I'll give you a little bit more. When he was age you. blank, he married a wealthy widow. Okay. Okay, context, that would have been important. Context yeah. is good for some of these. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, 1700s, when he was... I'll go first this time, Landon. We'll take turns. Okay. Because this is a good, friendly podcast. When he oh. was... By the way, there's two like really close up front here. They're not going to be this frequent. We'll get more and heavy into the story. Okay. I just wanted to right. like, give you that one. 22. He was 22. He married okay. a widow? He married a wealthy widow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say he was. was uh, I'm going to say he was 40. All right. At age 22. He, <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mason. Well done. Uh, he married a wealthy widow. So hmm. that's the, just. I wanted to give you the backstory. So he had no schooling. He was effectively illiterate. And he married a wealthy widow when he was just 22 years old. All right, so let's let's just jump into what makes this man a bona fide idiot. Uh, so at the end of the American Revolution, so remember, um, America declared it was fourth. It's just Fourth of July. We declared our independence in 1776, right? So um, right before, can we pause for a second? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm getting enough credit for guessing 22 on the dot. Out of an entire person's <laughs> lifespan for having married you, a widow. What do you exactly. want from me, Mason? I, I gave want, you a, I gave I you a an point extra and a good point. job. I think, I, yeah, that's a little, I want a little bit more of a reaction. That was, thank you. Thank Go you. Go team. Go team. All right. Me and M. For he's Yay. a jolly good fellow. For he's um. a jolly good fellow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so. At the end of the American Revolution, so right before 1776, when America declared its independence, Timothy Dexter, which from here on out, I'm going to just call him Tim, okay? So we all know who, who we're talking about. Good. Tim bought a lot of depreciated continental currency that was literally worthless at the time. Uh, and it's because we're, like, they were establishing a new country, right? With new currency. So he literally... When they came over, um, they were still new uh, in New England area. 
mm-hmm. setting up new country, new currency. All the old currency was literally worthless. But he decides, hey, that's a really good investment. I'm going to buy up a lot of this <laughs> worthless investment <laughs> currency. <laughs> and this should have this should have financially absolutely ruined him because not only did he not he, he use his own money, he was wear, married to this wealthy widow and he used, used a lot of her, her money, money oh, yeah. to do this. Yeah. Um, so terrible investment. However, when the war ended, the US government decided, hey, we're willing to buy back all the old currency to help kickstart the US economy. So yes, we have a new currency, we have new economy totally, but we're willing to buy back all the old currency to help get the economy kickstarted. This made Tim an immeasurable profit. Okay, mm-hmm. so he literally sold all of his investment, um, old currency back. He then went out to purchase. I don't know what. <laughs> you want me to do it? Uh, let me finish the sentence. He went out with the money, with the profit that he made, mm-hmm. and he purchased blank boats. To begin an export business between the U.S., Europe, and the West Indies. How many boats did he purchase with his fortune? Hmm. He bought a bunch of boats to do, uh, to do international trade. I mean, yeah. I'm impressed that he was able to figure that, that out. Yes. Got to give this so guy a little bit more credit. So is everybody else. And uh-huh. the story gets way more interesting. <laughs> I'm going to say he bought 25 boats. Okay. He bought 116 boats. All right. With his fortune, he went out and purchased two boats. He overspent ridiculously. He just paid absolute premiums for these two boats and began an export business, again, between U.S., Europe, and the West Indies. Keep in mind, the West Indies is the Caribbean, okay? Very tropical. This is like the triangle in which he was, he was uh, trading. So because he was largely uneducated, his industrial rivaled competition would try to convince him to trade really weird goods hoping that it would bankrupt him. So imagine if you started a business and all of your direct competition came to you and tried giving you business advice with the intent of of ruining you, of making Mm -hmm. you go bankrupt. This is exactly what happened. Tim is... So dumb, though, that he like he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a businessman now. I got to listen to all these other businessmen. So the first thing they told him to ship, they told him to resell bed warmers. So keep in mind, in Massachusetts, bed warmers at this time was something that you would keep in your bed during the winter months to keep you warm. So they told him to resell these bed warmers in the West Indies, which is the Caribbean, a tropical climate. It doesn't get cold. There's no need for bed warmers. Tim does it. He's like, nice. yep, great Go idea. Tim. Come so on, he Tim, takes, I'm cheering you on. He takes these bed warmers, ships them down, and the captain of the boats somehow manages to remarket and resell them as ladles. And I don't know exactly what a bed warmer looks like. Okay, but apparently, <laughs> apparently, okay. they looked like a ladle. And um, sold them oh. to the entire local molasses industry and made a made a killing. Sold all of them. What's up, Landon? Pick me, J- Landon. Landon. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure bed warmers back in the day they were these they were like these big uh, spatula looking things that you would heat over oh, the with fire coals. and then you would actually you would actually stick it like under your bed or in right. between your bed and mattress. It was like just 
imagine a big spatula. So I guess what they did was they like made ladles out of that. By yeah, I'll actually shit. bet you're right. Um, I'm right. And so they were big. They were like oversized. So for molasses, especially, I'm sure maybe that I don't know. Anyway, sold them all, made a killing. Tim goes back to his rivals and says, hey, guys, that worked really well. What else should I sell? (laughs) Obviously, they're completely baffled, right? Like, how did this man pull this off? So uh, they they get together and they advise him to. By the way, this is a real story. This isn't just a a fairy tale. This really happened. So then they they go back to him and they say, "Okay." That worked so well, and we knew it would. Uh, so how about you go ahead and sell wool mittens down to the West Indies in the Caribbean of the tropics? And privately, they're like, surely that yeah. has to flop. There is right. no multi-use for a wool mitten. Uh, there's just no way it's going to sell. He's going to go bankrupt um, with, with these wares. Uh, so Tim does, loads up his two ships full of wool mittens, takes them down to the West Indies. Um. However, it just so happened that Asian merchants were in the West Indies at the exact same time, and they were on their way to Serbia. So they bought (laughs) all of these wool mittens (laughs) off off of Tim and took them to Serbia for profit. Of course. Go, Tim. (laughs) Tim's killing it. Okay, so at this point... Oh, my God. um, other people started getting wind of like he's somehow turning absolute insane advice into profit. He's actually making it work. And people started to get pissed because like we know him as an idiot and I'll explain further why, but Dude. the people of the day knew he was an idiot. It would be like he comes into the town hall and everybody's like, "Oh my god, there's Timothy Dexter." Like people just knew He's uneducated. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just flippantly kind of doing whatever. So other people start getting on the bandwagon of like, we need to bankrupt this guy. Uh, uh, quick metaphor. Uh, Timothy Dexter is Reddit with AMC and GME at the worst time <laughs> yeah. that I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll just do what they're doing and then buy high solo. Okay, continue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's Timothy Dexter. All right. So other people then start getting on this bandwagon. And the references that I found didn't specifically clarify, uh, but they, it just said um, practical jokesters is the terminology that they use. So these practical jokers told him to ship coal to Newcastle. And I need to read to you. I need to explain why. One, this is such a slap in the face. Um, but for this time... So basically, um, to ship coal to Newcastle, and I'm reading from Wikipedia here. Uh, where I, is I, Newcastle? <laughs> what country? Uh, it's actually a great question. It's irrelevant to this story, but I don't know. If you want to well, look it up, you're, if you're shipping, <laughs> I don't know if it's to Canada or to England or. Uh, I, I really, I don't know. Newcastle, it's, you ship England. it via it boat. It sounds like England, right? It is via boat. I thought like it was, Yorkshire. I thought it was England. Yeah, I thought it was England. Um, okay. Carry on. So, so they tell him to ship coal to Newcastle, and according to Wikipedia, selling, carrying, bringing, or taking coal to Newcastle is an idiom of British origin describing a pointless action. It refers to the fact that historically, the economy of Newcastle was heavily dependent on the distribution and sale and, and sale of coal 
And therefore, any attempt to sell coal to Newcastle is just ridiculous. Pointless. It would be in modern gotcha. terms being like trying to sell ice to an Eskimo. It's like we have Selling ice everywhere. Corn to a Hoosier, like exactly. So trying to it. sell coal to Newcastle it was ludicrous. Absolutely stupid. And apparently everybody knew this but Tim because he loaded up his two ships <laughs> full of coal and started off for uh, for Newcastle. Um however, that year there was a coal drought in Newcastle <laughs> and they needed coal. Halfway half during the transport, he was actually halfway to to Newcastle. Uh the miners of Newcastle went on strike. For whatever reason, they all went on strike. Meaning there was no coal. So uh-huh. by the time Tim gets to Newcastle, he not not only does he immediately sell everything he has, he sells it at such a premium that nobody, it's a historical record how high he sold this coal for r- relative to any other time in history. Uh, he, he sold basically, he sold his coal at a running. Oh God, it's so good. He sold his coal at a running rate of blank times the normal cost. Blank times the normal cost. Of I'm going to say 40. Because everyone was on strike and they really needed coal. Apparently they needed coal. 40 times, Mason? Holy <laughs> sh- That's a lot. That is a yeah. lot of money in coal. Uh, I'm going to say three times. Landon, you get another mm. point. Uh, he sold the coal at a 5X premium, which is just... So a 500% markup is is pretty insane. If he would have sold all his coal just at normal price, he would have made a lot of money. He, he made 500% off of this investment that should have, again, logically, should have bankrupted this guy. All right, so the story continues. He's, uh, now he has a lot of money. Um, and everybody just kind of knew, like, all right, he's he he is not only an idiot, but he's an idiot willing to do whatever anybody tells him to do. Um, so I just before we like jump into the next part here, I just I want to talk about something that's bugging me. Um, what what's hard for me is. If people, if he has such a reputation for being an idiot and doing whatever people will tell him, you know that everybody is coming to him with advice of what he should do next. How yeah. does he happen to pick? The, it's not like one person came to it. Maybe the first time, like one person told him what to do and he did it. And then the second time, a few people. But the third time, everyone's giving him advice on what to do. How did he happen to pick the one bad advice that worked out? I am convinced Every time. that he's Every some time. sort of time traveler or trickster god <laughs> that is been. just with everyone. You know, as I was writing this story, I'm like, they're both going to be like, this dude's not an idiot. He's like a genius. I'm, He's no, like that, and our listeners are starting genius. to think that too. So we're we're either <laughs> expecting this idiot to keep rising to the top, baby, I, and then we find out he's <laughs> King Tim that we never heard about, or yeah. we're gonna hear the eventual demise. So I'm wondering where this climax is. So we're about there. We're about there. So I'm gonna give you some. So this went on for for a little while. Let me just give you some other examples instead of kind of dragging out the story. Some other examples uh, during his time in this trade. So. He came back from the coal. Um, people advised him to ship gloves to the South Sea Island, which again is in the Caribbean. Sold all of them to Portuguese boats that were headed to China. 
Um, people told him to sell Bibles in the East Indies, which, by the way, was an incredible insult because especially the East Indies were very naturalist. There weren't like religion hadn't really penetrated. So like the need for Bibles nor the nor the like want for Bibles were were nobody wanted any religious text. However, there were some missionaries there that were willing to to buy all of the Bibles because they were obviously doing mission work and they dispersed them appropriately. Um, they then told <laughs> people told him to hmm. ship stray cats to the Caribbean. <laughs> and I was unable to find out why I could not find any <laughs> sort of logic as to why, like he would do that, but he did it. And again, I don't know if he sold them or what exactly happened, but this is what I could find specific to that. Um, the, so the only quote I could find was, quote, the Caribbean welcomed a solution to rat infestation. There so somehow mm. he offloaded his stray cats. Um, okay, so those are, that's kind of like the story of his trade. I'll get into the, some more it, of his life. I, I, it makes me just think, though, that back then it kind of makes sense that the trade industry, you're going to do well trading anything anywhere yeah. because there's always a demand for whatever it Something. is. Especially now, in that day like and age, you can ship things and everything's international. It's like you can get anything you want at your fingertips in a day. Yeah. But back then it was like, oh, you have gloves, even though these people don't need it. Somebody needs it. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I guess I want to hear like I, I want to hear some trade examples of where somebody just absolutely bombed their trade because it sounds like point. back then I you could just if you're doing yeah, it, no. you're, you're going to do well. That's a really good point. I didn't think to look up some examples of bad trades because I think that's a fair point. Um, but I'll continue with Timothy Dexter for now. Maybe mm. we can come back to that point. Um, all right. So with all of this money he made across the board, he purchased. Mm. Mm, so good. <laughs> how many mansions in high society oh, wow. neighborhoods? Hmm. So he purchased a number of mansions around Boston, Massachusetts, still uh, happily Newport. married. T- at Wealthy this point, widow. he is yes, okay. yep, still still happily married. Um, how many mansions mansions does he purchase? Uh, is it my turn or Landon's turn? I think it's Landon's turn. Go I it, Landon. I don't I don't know that I've heard of like people back then buying a lot of real estate like just to have it personally, and I don't think people were really into the real estate as a business all that much back then. But maybe I'm naive. I think he bought four mansions, Clace. Lock it in. Okay. See, Timothy is not your average person. So Timothy bought 10 mansions. Okay. Landon, another point goes to you. Uh, I hate he, my life. <laughs> he, purchased, <laughs> he purchased only two mansions, but they okay. were in very high society neighborhoods. Worth pointing out. Nobody liked him. Nobody invited him to the parties of the high society. Nobody welcomed him in the neighborhood. Um, That's my in, dream. In, to have a mansion in like a high society nobody na- neighborhood you. and everyone hates me. And I can just walk my cat down the sidewalk and be like, I'm here. <laughs> in his front yard of his primary residence, he built a garden with... How many wooden statues? Mm, so good and tasty. So his front garden has how many wooden statues? Wooden statues By the way, statues all, of yeah, what? Yeah, the, the good question. So they're wooden statues of famous men at the time, and he made sure, by the way, that he was among them 
multiple times. Oh my god. <laughs> what a weirdo. It it was uh it was definitely 20, Mason, I believe in you. You got this one. Three. 23 of them. Okay. Between Later. both properties or the just one his, mansion? Just his primary residence. Just Primary residence. He had a bunch of wooden statues of himself and other famous guys. What yes. a dick. Uh, I'm going to say he had a total of six. Mason, you got a point. You eked no it out way. this time. Uh, he had 40 wooden statues uh, <laughs> with himself being among them multiple times. He built... On the same property, he built himself a mausoleum, which, if you don't know what a mausoleum is, it's basically like when you pass away. It's the, like the Taj Mahal is a mausoleum. It's it's meant is to it be a really? grave site. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Does, doesn't it also speak to his intelligence that all of those statues were wooden, a.k.a. would yeah. not last years yeah. and years and years and would just deteriorate yeah. over time? Yeah, I think that's wow. worth pointing There's, out. Yes. Yeah, it should have been marble or something else. Um. <laughs> But so he, he, he built this mausoleum with an inscription that read, I am the first in the East, the first in the West and the greatest philosopher of the Western world. Worth noting, he never once philosophized anything. He never was a part of the philosophy crew. He just was in trade. Um, so according to Ancestry. Oh, sorry. Before I get to that point, um, he would when he did have house guests over, he would frequently tell his guests that. Uh, his very much alive wife had died and that the woman who frequented the building was just her ghost. So he would just like friends would come over and be like, yeah, that's not my wife. That's not my ghost. Wow. That's her ghost. I love him. I <laughs> honestly <laughs> love him. <laughs> so, okay. According to ancestry.com, um, he once faked his own death just because he wanted to see wh- how people would react. And He's my favorite person. How many people do you think attended his wake, his fake mock wake? Oh, no. See, I, I, all of these people were doing this wrong, man. If this guy is that much of an idiot and that's obvious and he has this much money, why are you not leeching on him, you know? Oh, he, you poor woman. He died. How can I help? Step right in, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I am going to say I'm going to say there was eight people there. Okay. See what if what if everybody went because they wanted to see him dead? But I I agree with Lane, and I'm gonna say one. Did they have kids? Not that I know of. Not that I found. Huh. Um, Landon, you 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 get a point. What was your answer? Eight. Eight. Three thousand people attended his wake. Holy. <laughs> yeah, Mason, you should have gone with your first idea. I know. <laughs> um, and uh, Mason, I, you bring up a really good point because I don't know exactly why. Like. According to every single thing I found, everybody hated this guy. So how yeah. he's having parties and why 3,000 people attended his wake, I honestly don't know. But 3,000 people, it's on record, the three, about 3,000 people were there. Uh, but it gets worse. He was watching the wake, okay? He faked his own death. He's watching the procession go so, on. That's cool. Come on. And when Get, I he, mean, he's not that dumb. <laughs> he, <went>. he successfully <laughs> killed himself. Like, this guy's not that dumb. Come on. When he noticed that his wife was not crying, he jumped out to reveal (laughs) that it was all a hoax and immediately, not in private, immediately started to cane her for not sufficiently mourning his death. 
Oh, I take it back. Bar's not that cool anymore. <laughs> wow. I still love him. He's hard. He I picture him. Out? Okay, so, inside the coffin? No, let me paint a picture for you. What Timothy Dexter was his ass name? Yeah, you yeah. got it. Timothy Dexter, he's hiding behind one of his own wooden statues, statues. of himself. Nice. He's just hiding there. <laughs> and then he peeks out and sees his wife isn't crying, so he jumps out. He's like, ha-ha, tis I, I'm not dead. How about you? You cry for me. You know, that probably speaks. So that poor woman, let's just talk about her for a second. She is treated as a ghost in front of the guests. Yeah. Okay. But then she's Why also would she pained. stick around? So obviously she was never treated all that no. fantastically no. by, by this Couldn't have been. fella. Couldn't have been. So wow. I have I have one more I have one more thing about Timothy Dexter. When he was fifty years old, I'm just gonna give you that. When he was fifty years old, he authored a book despite being illiterate. Okay? Completely illiterate. The title of this book, by the way, you can read it to this day. So if nice. you're looking for some reading material from an illiterate man, the title I'd, of the book was <laughs> Mein Kampf. Good example. All right. Uh, wait, Mein Kampf? Yeah, Hitler was not that smart, dude. His book oh, is awful. Oh, yeah. I anyway. I, I just don't have the mental capacity. I think I would love I to read it, but I, I, could, I don't think it. I could do it. Um, well, so I, you know what I mean by that. Couldn't right. get into yeah, it. I couldn't no, no, get I, into I got it. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Under the right circumstances, I just wasn't on with his vision. It was just written weird and bad, and it, was, it wasn't even. Um, anyway, all right. So he authored a book, and I'm going to tell you the title in a minute. Um, uh, it the, it consisted the the entire book mm-hmm. consisted of how many words. The entire book consisted of how many words? So again, this goes back to Mason's extremes. Like, is it like twenty words, or is it like a yeah. novel that this guy just threw a bunch of words in there? And I'll they, give you a hint on this. His one. vocabulary I'll only contained like a hundred words total, <laughs> so it was just those same ones over and over. I, I'll give you a hint. Um, it's not an extreme number in either direction. It is. It's somewhere about like okay. uh, maybe that's what still you a would. problem because I don't even know what a normal amount of words is for a book. So it's kind of a crapshoot guess. It was exactly four hundred and thirty-eight words. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna, even though I could play off of that to try to win, I'm just gonna go with what I was originally gonna say: three hundred. All right, Mason, you get a point. Ah. So the book consisted of eight thousand eight hundred and forty-seven words, but among those words, zero punctuation. Not a single period, <laughs> not a single comma. It is an entire run-on sentence book. Intense misspellings, which I'm gonna, I will, I'm gonna read you just a little blurb that I, I came across. Um, in total ignorance to any orthodox grammar at all. Okay, so just the whole book doesn't make sense. Is my point. Now the title of this book is called again. Write this down if you're looking for some summer reading. A pickle for the knowing ones in a homespun dress. <laughs> oh, I love him so much, dude. He, he's he's on a whole other level. He, he is actually my idol. Uh, like I, I love this guy. <laughs> Was he on acid during all of this? I really I, no. He's just illiterate. I don't. I think maybe he like had some sort of idea in his head. He just had no idea or way of translating it to paper. Right. Right. Um. So, a pickle for the knowing ones in a homespun dress. 
So I pulled uh, I pulled an example for you guys, and here's how it starts. By the way, everything of this is misspelled, so it actually reads worse. No, no, sorry, it reads. Yeah, it reads worse than it will audibly hear. Right. Um. So imagine it being worse than even what I'm saying. But it it starts. I'm the first lord in the Yo United States of a Mercury, now of <laughs> Newburyport. It is the voice of the Papal. And I can't help it, and so let it go. <laughs> uh, so, but the, the la- last point on Mr. Timmy. Um, mm. That was his first edition. He came out <laughs> with a second edition book. And apparently, enough people read it and gave him the, the critique that it was so difficult to read because there's no punctuation. So they, they told him, like, look, you need to... You need to add punctuation or this is never going to go anywhere. So in his second edition, he decides, okay, fair point. I'll add some punctuation. So what Tim does is he adds an extra page to the end of the book with 11 lines of punctuation. (laughs) And underneath, underneath all those 11 lines, he writes um, instruction, printers, and readers can insert these wherever needed. <laughs> wow. That was That's this man's logic. Creative. I mean, that you got to give him props yeah. for that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so okay. To this day, you can find his gravesite in Newburyport, Massachusetts, by the way. Seriously, though, this guy is... When I picture a trickster god going into some time and just yeah. f***ing with people... Yeah. This is exactly (laughs) what he would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How did. Also, uh, I want to write a book on just offhanded, just nothing to do with anything that we just talked about, but kind of want to write a book. About Mm. him? About Timothy? Nope. You personally, Mason DeGraff, want to write a book? Yeah. And and that was just popped in there? Yeah. Kind of inspired inspired by by what he's done. No punctuations. Don't care about spelling. Doesn't make sense. Just throw whatever words pops together. into my whatever, head. Whatever happens, I, I would read it. Almost see that as like a 2030s, 2040s like genre of books where yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. new art form where like you just <laughs> yeah, you, just the pickles and the sundress and the and you just feel it all you know? on the top it of the dome. Have to make sense. The interpretation anyway. is up to the reader. <laughs> so, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I have a I have some other stories, but I'm realizing like I'm a, we're gonna have to fly. Um, I am fine with just talking about Timothy McGregory. <laughs> well, so Burn. that's all I have on t- on Timothy Dexter. Um, I want to. So first of all, Landon, congratulations! You won hey. that game five thank to you, three. Well it. done. Mm. Um, suck that, I wanna, Mason. Suck so, it. <laughs> okay. So I what I'm going to do is let's just have a let's just have a quick conversation on two other people. Um, and then maybe I'll, if we have time, I'll go into some honorable mentions. But the first mm. one, we just had 4th of July. Uh, we just celebrated the amazing nation that we are. And I want to real quick talk about Christopher Columbus. Because when I was in, you know, growing up in elementary school, I was always taught my entire life that Christopher Columbus is a god among men. That he discovered this great country and that he just is the forefathers of forefather of our nation and he 
peacefully ate corn on the cob with the indigenous people of that time. <laughs> That's what I was taught. Okay? Was that what you guys were also taught? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Landon, were you taught that... something different? I mean, in elementary school, yeah, when you're, I mean, I don't know that he was, like, elevated like that. It was just, like, Christopher Columbus discovered America, boom. But it was, it wasn't the same as, like, eating corn with the pilgrims and stuff. It was, like, that was kind of a separate group. Huh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, and then in in college is when I learned about, like, Christopher Columbus was, like, the, a trash heap. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, like... I'm trying to remember exactly what I was taught in like high school, which is what would really matter. And it like we weren't taught all the horrible stuff he did, which is yeah the problem. Regardless of how they <laughs> portrayed him, if they don't portray him as a horrible monster, then that's a problem. He wasn't even the one that discovered America. So No. No, but he's uh, the one accredited for it. Accredited for it because the first person Magellan, right? Discovered it, but didn't was know it was Magellan? America. He called it like yeah. something different. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to real Asian, quick, like, okay, so I think by this point, this day and age, like most people understand that he just was a piece of shit. Not only did he come in, bring diseases and, and kill and, and rape and plunder, you know, all of the indigenous people um, and tribes that were here in America at that point, which just like right there, you're just a, you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was... He was actually not smart. He was not an intelligent person. Hmm. And this is something that I had never knew. And so when I started to dive into this, so basically, um, and I don't want to get too, too deep into this, but basically around 200 BC, which uh, again, long time before Christopher Columbus. That's a while ago. Long time. Yeah. There was a brilliant mathematician and there were tons of brilliant people around that age, right? They're trying to discover the, how the world works and understand that type of stuff. You just said, right? Like I, like I, I, I hear 200 like you BC. Know. I picture like knocking rocks together. <laughs> <laughs> but no. apparently there were mathematicians. No, there were mathematicians. That's Basically. Good. So there was a mathematician and a scientist by the name of um, Eratosthenes. Okay. And he was the one that figured out latitude and longitude lines to help measure the earth and, and kind of, it, I mean, that helped with everything, that especially with, with travel and trade and navigation and all that type of stuff, because you could actually measure and understand, you know, how far it's going to take to get somewhere and where you need to go and navigate and all that. He was the one that, that discovered, which is um, still widely accepted. I mean, it is, it's standard today, that one degree of latitude equals about 60 nautical miles. Technically, it's 59.5 miles. So it, it actually blows my mind that if we were to go back and like meet this guy and to tell him, hey, I'm from 2000 years in the future. We still use this. We still use You're your stuff, the basis bro. of how <laughs> we. Yeah. How life works for us. Yeah. And we have and, magical technology now. Isn't that insane? Well, and yeah. even to go back to what I said to meet somebody like that and just know that this dude is still way smarter than me. I have technology <laughs> yeah. and things, but this dude is yeah. like leagues yeah. above what I could do. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, so uh, Eratosthenes discovered this a long time. So almost, what is it, 1600 years before Columbus was even born. Um, but when Columbus uh, was in his height of travel or whatever, he was like, nah, I don't really believe that he was right. And he mixed a bunch of things um, from different philosophers, different 
other mathematicians, a lot of his own stuff. And he kind of calculated literally just, he tried to make this whole thing make sense. Like, okay, if I travel from Spain and I'm going, you know, I'm just traveling West. I'm trying to get to what we now know as America. Um, I'll, I'll get there in this time with these resources and all that. He's And he has to make, basically make a pitch to the government so they'll fund his mission, right? Mm. He fudges almost everything. All the numbers, floozies up everything. Uh, to give you a couple examples, um, he... So, sorry, I'm, I'm catching up to my notes. Um, okay, so he estimated that he would hit Japan before he landed in the Caribbean. Which you're like, okay, you're, you're in Europe. How, you're not... Japan is way over... <laughs> how, okay, mm-hmm. so for some reason he thought he was going to run into Japan. Uh, he thought the Earth was 25% smaller than it actually is. So even by that, you're like, he, he was traveling for a much longer time than he thought he would be. Um, and he... Like, what's frustrating is like, it's easy to write that off like, oh, he just didn't know any better. No, no, no. They knew the right information. It was like Cle- proven. He had, right. yeah, he had Aristophanes from, from like that standard of that day. He just decided, I don't think that's right. So he literally just kind of poo-pooed all that to hell. Somehow got his funding because all the numbers like sounded good. They weren't right, but they sounded good. So they funded mm-hmm. his mission. And that's how he even got to America in the first place. Like he and he was, he was shooting by complete accident, but he was shooting for the Caribbean area and complete. That's why he thought that he was in the West Indies and called them Indians when he landed. Um, it's just like we knew that he was we knew that he was just a piece of shit, but I didn't know that he was dumb. He just was <laughs> dumb. And we celebrate but him every he's, Thanksgiving. He's dumb, but he thought he was smart. He thought he was smart. Yeah, he was that yeah, special kind of dumb. To that. Oh. Yeah, all thanks to uh, all thanks to Daddy Chris. You know, <laughs> just accidentally stumbling upon America, and here we are. You know, um, hmm. okay. So that's uh, Christopher Columbus. But you know what? Before I jump into uh, my last story, um, I want to I want to just take take a minute, take a quick break. Uh, please, you know, check out our, uh, our our beautiful sponsor of this week. You just yeah. just enjoy it. Do it. Sponsor. do it just, just do, do it. it do it do it special thank you to today's sponsor e-girl voicemail services wishing that special gamer girl in your life would just get the heck out of that bathtub already and call you up but you're either too nervous to pick up or too busy comparing piss bottles with the boys not to worry for a low price of eternal damnation in hell you can receive a special voice message from the cat girl of your dreams Just use promo code I actually got horny from this sponsor to get 5% off. So thank you to this week's sponsor. Uh, please buy whatever they're <laughs> selling. You. It's good. You know, we know. We know. We use the product or service that was mentioned all the time. 10 yes. out of 10 would, would recommend every time uh, to, to family and friends even. For sure. So, so thank you, sponsor. <clears throat> all right. So the uh, last person I want to talk about, and this, this is more modern. Um, this is right before I was born, so kind of right before the three of us were born. Uh, this man that I'm about to talk about, his name is Hans Joachim Fredericks. Okay, he's German. Um, so, no. 
I don't know what? why. I, I kind of want... I hope this is the... I don't know why I thought of this. I was like, I hope this is the guy that goes... Because I would have thought of that. Just, and that I was the first guy that. I pictured with Hans and... Uh, anyway, if you know, you know. So this one is fascinating to me because one, it's a little more recent, but it's right before we were born. So it's very easy for us to kind of write it off. as like, yeah, it was history, but like... I mean, we just missed it. So um, we were not alive when the Berlin Wall fell on November 9th, 1989. Okay. Um, But uh, at least I grew up learning the history of the Berlin Wall, knowing of it, like hearing about it, not really understanding the full context of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to recap for you guys, the Berlin Wall, um, it separated East and West Berlin. And basically the original intent of the wall was to keep fascists out so they put this wall up right down the middle and said not only can can nobody enter but you can't leave either so the people that were inside the wall were basically refugees um and this split families and friends there's so many stories and accounts of people trying to escape either under the wall or over the wall i have a dumb question Um, berlin's just like a city right yes berlin is okay so as opposed in, to well, as opposed to like something bigger, like I don't know if it, I don't know like if it was country? comparable to America putting up a wall to keep out Mexicans, but oh, okay, it's okay. like <laughs> Indy putting up a wall to keep yeah. out. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So, so literally, people were not allowed to cross. Um. Merciless killings, by the way. There were guards all on the on the wall, and if people tried to escape, they were brutally murdered. It was just it was a a massive political mess. So in 1989, the Cold War was starting to settle down um, and the government decided to mend relationships between the East and West Berlin. So they were like, OK, let's remove the wall. Let's let's open up the border and let's allow for travel again. This decision, by the way, was made in private. So the government was like, yes, we're going to do this. Let's find a way to release the information to the public and, and go about the right way. You know, mm-hmm. um, so uh, they decided that. They were going to announce uh, to the public via a press conference the next day. So, and, and that was on November 9th. So, November 9th, and keep in mind, up to this point, up until the press conference, wall is still up, borders are still in place, you cannot cross. Um, so, that's, that's the backstory, a little bit about the Berlin Wall, now you know. Oh, no. Um, so. Oh, I see where this is going. Let's jump back to Hans. Oh. Poor Hans. So he did it a little too early. <laughs> so Hans was a basic governmental spokesperson who was literally handed the notes and instructed to make the announcement at the press conference. However, so he was handed the notes moments before he got on stage okay. and didn't have time to review all of them completely. I went back and I watched the press conference and you can find it on YouTube. If you're curious, That's you, can what's find the, you can see recent stuff. Yes. You can find the actual press conference. It is in German, but they have subtitles. Um, so I'll, I'll read what he said verbatim. Um, in English, and, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll read it in English. <laughs> so the whole conference was actually relatively uneventful. Um, leading up to it, they spoke about, we're going to mend relationships. We're planning on opening up we're going to be opening up the border. Um, they talk about foreign trade, just plans for the future, how they're going to merge the relationships and all that type of stuff. Then he says, he says this private trips. This is quote, by the way, quote, 
Private trips abroad can now be applied for without prerequisites, conditions, or family relationships. And this was a huge update because prior to this, nobody could leave. Um, so reporters start frantically throwing around questions, and one of the reporters asks, when does this go into effect? And Hans is flipping through, you can see him, he's flipping through his notes, and he says, um, according to my information, immediately, without delay. And I'm sure, as Landon's already alluded to, and you can imagine, TV and news immediately ran this story, uh, which caused the onslaught of flocking to the border because, you know, apparently, boom, it's, it's open, it's free, everybody can right. go. This was not the case. It was a huge mistake. Basically, uh, it was not the intention to just immediately open the borders. And also, like, logically, why would it be? That doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, just, okay, everybody can go Everybody now. just grab a sledgehammer and just go to right. town, have exactly. fun. So, um, so, they were planning to open the borders the next day, but there were still orders in place that you needed a visa to get through. So, it wasn't even a free border. They were planning on, like, yes, it's open, but you mm -hmm. still need a visa to get in and out. Um, you just don't necessarily need the quote prerequisite or whatever ne was needed prior. Right. <clears throat> so, um, the guards were still at the wall and they were still like under the assumption that people cannot come and go. So, uh, literally and the number that I found, and I wasn't able to completely fact check this. So take this for a grain of salt. But the number that I found was that two million people showed up at that wall on Holy either side. Two million people. And by the way, the guards were like, there's one guard every mile. Right. Okay. Like, it's not like a, an it's army nothing. at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So the guards are Zombies. completely overwhelmed. They didn't have governmental orders to either shoot or open the gate. Like, they didn't have orders either way. They were like, what the hell is going on? Um, so they were just confused. So instead of creating mass hysteria, the head of the guards literally made an executive decision to, quote, open the barrier. So East and West Berlin basically stormed in together, tore down the wall, and it was, that's where now you see all the pictures and the news, mm, you know, you, mm -hmm, you see mm -hmm. all that type Good of history for stuff. Him. So, so basically... An ill-prepared spokesman made a flippant remark that led to a guard captain who was just overwhelmed and underprepared. That led to one of the most defining moments of the 20th century in Europe. Yeah. Crazy. It was, it's, a, it's an iconic cultural moment for Germans. I don't know everything, all the impact and everything, but hey, yeah. good, good job, Hans. You know, crazy. Like, I guess in a government sense viewpoint, it's like a big bungle and like, oh my gosh. Uh. But yeah. like in a cultural sense where nobody died, nobody like it wasn't a big like bloodbath yeah. situation. It was just a cultural uh, iconic moment for them, like to be able to knock it down themselves and carry pieces of the wall away yeah. and like that. Like, well, and it was a moment of like peace right like we yeah. are friends again and so what i right. read was like it was a massive party they literally yeah. everybody just went to the wall and threw a party man and well how boring would it have been if the government did it the way they wanted like, i know some tables <laughs> yeah. with some paperwork and get, get yeah. some crackers while you're there and we're gonna slowly you know it like probably would have taken years to for the bureaucracy of that situation to right. filter through. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. right but for sure. what what really impresses me with this story is the the captain who made the decision to f- it, just let everyone through. Like, because yeah. yeah. he easily could have made the other decision of shoot. At, this is a military state. Right. Shoot anyone that comes within yeah. a foot of the wall. But yeah, good for him it was, because it was both sides. I'm sure in his personal life, yeah. he he understood where this massive one million on this side was coming from yeah yeah maybe not this side but at least it's both sides coming together so i get it yeah i thought when i made my little little like oh no poor hans too early i thought it was because so they set a certain date where they were going to announce like hey this is chill now everybody's good and maybe the night before is when little poor Hans wanted to cross the border <laughs> and then just got shot and died when in like an hour later uh, they were like, it's open. Uh, uh, that would you have been terrible. Mean? And I thought that he was going to give the okay a day or so earlier and then everybody goes to the walls and everyone that went to the wall immediately got shot on site. <laughs> and so he was responsible for like 5,000 people being shot. That would have been bad. <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know that I would call him an idiot. Maybe no, in the government's was, eyes, but uh, from a citizen standpoint, he go changed haunt. history. He was just he misinformed. Changed history. That wasn't even yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have I have a couple honorable mentions, and these are literally like three sentence stories. Okay. Okay. I thought these were fun, so let me just ramble through some of these. All right. A man from New York missed his friends who were fighting in Vietnam. Okay. Uh, so he traveled thousands of miles to track them down in a combat zone to give them beer and letters from home. <laughs> After succeeding, he wrote a book about it called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. <laughs> oh my God. The fact that it worked makes it not dumb. It I, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of want to read it because I'm like, yeah. how do you even get into a combat zone bringing beer for your friends? How does that even happen? Yeah. Um, During the Spanish-American War, the Spanish governor of Guam was not told about the war. So when a U.S. warship showed up, he was genuinely happy to see them because he thought they were just visiting, bringing trade and and other wares and goods. (laughs) Boy, was he wrong. (laughs) I think I've heard that one. Hey, he's my friend. Surprise. (laughs) Why are they shooting? (laughs) Uh, this one's a little hard. Fireworks. To, this one was a little hard to research because it happened in 1800 BC. So you can imagine, like, mm. literally, this now story we're was back passed to down. Rocks. This, this is like dynast, old Chinese dynasty era. Okay. We're not quite hitting. I don't rocks. Understand history? Like, <laughs> I don't so either. Big. Like the timeline is it's weird so for to, me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh. So translations of basically what happened uh sl- differ slightly, but there was a Sumerian king who was told by an oracle that, quote, disaster would befall the king. So the king had a gardener crowned as, a king, as the king for a single day. However, the king, the king then, so, I, sorry, the, the story is he, an oracle told him he was going to die. Um, the king was going to die. So he put a gardener as a king and then was going to kill the gardener that night, basically fulfilling the prophecy, and then he would resume as king. So this is his plan. Do whether you agree with it or not, I don't know. Uh, But that's what his plan was. Um, However, at the celebration dinner, so they crowned the gardener king, and then yay, let's have a big dinner. The real king choked on soup and died. (laughs) So 
the gardener ruled legitimately for <laughs> 24 years. Wow. <laughs> a gardener was just like, all right, guess we're going to do this. It's a years. long time to rule, too, when when anybody could be out for your head. Plus, the yeah. life expectancy was probably like 40 years. Did, so, did the gardener not question why he was being appointed king? Did that not cross it might have mind? Been, it might, I don't know, but it might have been agreed upon. He might have been like, I'll do it. Yeah, I don't kill know. me tonight. Yeah, I'm I don't a know. gardener. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, last one I have, and this one, this one cracked me up a little bit. So in World War II, so this is the 19, what, 60s? Um, the Russians trained dogs to run under tanks with time bombs on their backs. They were called anti-tank dogs. Uh, and you can look this up. This is real. Oh. Uh, but the Russians trained the dogs on Russian ch- tanks. So they set the dogs free in the battlefield <laughs> and they turned around and ran back to their own tanks and blew them so all bad. up. Oh, that's so bad and funny at the same time. I think it's oh, really what funny. A stupid mistake. You can look in history of oh. like right when we're like specifically World War One, World War Two. Apparently, since there's such like a that's when technology is advancing so quickly. And so some of the patents out there for war specific technology, specifically involving animals was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like pigeons that were trained to like detonate bombs and like stuff. Crazy. Shit that I mean, should not exist. Thank, thank God for that story though. That's some beautiful irony. Yeah, right that's like, really. I funny. hope if you're I sending pigeons up in the air, I hope they're taking a <laughs> yeah. shit on your head before they I blow hope up. They somewhere. do. Like, dogs are still wow. dead, but okay. Uh, well, that, that's that's historical idiots. That's all I got for you. Historical you know, idiots. Run through a little bit of history. I actually, um, if if we were to ever do another history based episode, I think I would, um. Get so much more varied, and maybe we look at a freaking timeline of history because I don't even understand like where time starts and where yeah we are now. I don't get any of <laughs> Historic it. Historic idiots <laughs> could have literally just been us trying to understand, trying to figure history. it out, <laughs> right? History or geography or anything. We are so stupid. We're the idiots uh, trying to understand history. So before before we close out, I have one last mini segment, um, and this this is a. A, just some a new thing that I wanted to to bring up, uh, and it's called Facebook Rewind. I knew, I knew, I knew <laughs> you. I knew your little dash <laughs> wasn't gonna like leave last week alone. I knew you were gonna come back with something. <laughs> so for those that listened last week, uh, Landon ran through a Facebook Rewind of old, and I really got. I got railed. I got uh, I got it handed to me. And I had I just, a pretty good time. Mason had a pretty mild one. Yeah. I just like Landon is so quick to dish it out. Like he will hand <laughs> you everything on a silver platter. But I need I I need vindicated, and I also just need people to understand that. Who is this a double-edged sword? <laughs> Boy, does this go two ways. You uh, two were the same person. In different so, ways. You were both massive douchebags. I, uh, yes. I'm just, I, I'm not even going to waste my time going through one of these. I'm, I'm, I'm texting you guys a couple, okay? Um, so, a couple that I want to, I just want to mention. 
um, and bring oh, up. Good. You have nine so images you just sent. That's fantastic. <laughs> so Thank this you. Is, this is Landon. Now, there are, oh my there are many instances that I forwent. Oh. By the way, um, if anybody just wants to fact check any of this, uh, simply Landon on Twitter, all your references, anything you want to <laughs> know. And I urge you to go back to the 2013, 2014 time era, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. just just the gorgeous Landon, <laughs> simply Landon that he is. Uh, so first of all, I want to bring up this weird, weird obsession Landon had with Omegle, where yeah. he would literally sit and he would try to just communicate with strangers and he, just in his weird yeah. like little boy I, fetish. Yeah. But okay. Landon, hold on. Uh, the first image there literally says you both like hashtag chat with Landon, which means you right. are so pretentious enough to make <laughs> other people search for you like they want to talk to yeah. you on yeah. Omega. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. my first point. So can I am I allowed to like explain myself or are you just no, gonna please. keep going? Actually, right. actually, please. Okay. So chat with Landon. I didn't really get on Omega all that often, but occasionally I would get on and Back during this time, this is like twenty what 2013, you said? Yeah. Back during 2013, there was a social media app called Feed, P-H-E-E-D. It was the number one social media app for a good solid two months. And I was one of the top like 10 creators on this app. And it was literally like if you combined Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all into one with an emphasis on voice recordings. So my shtick quickly became people really liked my voice. Ha, surprise, surprise. And so I was on this <laughs> app. I got over 10,000 subscribers or what they were called. Um, but it was just, okay. and I was, I just, I did really well on it very quickly. And that is what kind of stoked my little ego to no ends. Catapulted and so you. I okay. would, what I would do is I would post on feed. Hey, I'm on Omegle tonight from seven to eight. Just put hashtag chat with Landon if you want to meet and talk and hang out. I, again, I thought I was hot. I will not deny that. I okay. 100%. But a lot of this stuff is because of feed, and I had started getting following there, and I quickly got out of uh, reality because of... I actually I actually have a lot more stuff to say about all this, so f*** you. But I'm just... All I'm saying... My biggest thing is, always has been like, when I was in high school... Didn't really have phones, didn't have TV, didn't have internet by any means when all of our friends had internet and they didn't have to go to the library to do homework like we did. But mm-hmm. then when I got my first iPod and I was able to download apps, I was able to get on social media. And for me, that quickly became my entertainment. My entertainment became posting to Twitter, posting to feed, posting to I Facebook. I get you. I get and you. doing some of this weird because we didn't have internet. We didn't I have. I get it. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just saying. I get I'm it. Trying to <laughs> set stage for the next <laughs> for the rest of it. In the exact words that you told me when I tried to defend myself, sounds yeah. like you're just deflecting. And I just want you to own that you were I, a douchebag. I own it. Okay, so also on the same this, I just like this one. Um, and last week when I was trying to find one of you, the one where. It's a screenshot of you also on Omegle um, with a hat backwards and sunglasses. <laughs> on Twitter, you put the caption, do I make a convincing enough Bieber? 
<laughs> and you, I just like you're wearing chains. You've got sunglasses inside. I, <laughs> okay, but I'm so confused. But okay, so I have it pulled up on my phone, and it's not big enough for me to read the text unless I zoom in. Uh-huh. I le- my legitimate thought was, wow, he looks like a lot like Bieber there. Hey, so whoa! he, g- I'll take yes. That. So yes, then. But why is that like the goal? Why? That's I, a good question. Listen, man. Bieber has every right to look how he wants to look. Right. He's earned it. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll move past that point. Um, <laughs> so another one I found was Landon posted in 2014 um, at some girl. My, and th- but this is in quotations. At some girl. My hashtag man crush Monday is the attractive boy that asked to take a selfie with this other girl and I at the mall. End quotation. And it's him, It's Landon taking a <laughs> selfie. He literally quoted these other girls being like, this attractive boy wanted my wanted pictures with us. And then he tr- he put their quote of him on his Twitter. <laughs> his he wanted to make sure everyone knew that his that for Man Crush Monday, it was him. So it was him. It was him <laughs> on this one, Monday. I'm pretty what? sure Sadie and I dated. And so that might have been like a weird thing about Is that. Is that how you say that? Is that it, but it's this looks like you just met E D D I I. Yes, Mason, that's her that. username for social media. But is that how so she doesn't actually spell no, it that it way? Was, no, it was C E D I, Mason. That's still <laughs> horrible. <laughs> okay. That's right, not wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. I'm not done. Um uh, in 2014, by the way, you scroll through Landon's Twitter, all of them are like he set up a oh, camera with bad. a tripod and just took billions of pictures of himself. Oh, this one's bad. Trying to be like, trying to be cool, whatever. And he took a picture of himself head down saying, happy MLKJ day. Can I point out the obvious? Can, I, can I say it? <laughs> you, Landon. <laughs> That was so bad. I admit that 100%. That's oh, so jeez. I cringe so hard at that. And it's not even the picture. It's just like, happy MLKJ day, day to your little dumbass selfie. Okay, so you guys don't see what I see then, right? Okay, what do you see? All right, I'm going to say something controversial, which okay. makes this so much this is- worse. Oh, f- Landon, it looks like you took a picture of yourself mocking being hung. Oh. Oh, rough. Because so, Landon's neck is out of frame and you just see his right, lifeless right, right. face okay, hanging to down. To be fair, to be fair, I, let me let me You got to click to enlarge. Yes, but to be I fair, get what Mason's saying. Okay. To yeah, Mason, if you click the picture, it does show like okay, the good. full body. Good. Um and it's clear that he is not hanging hanging okay. himself. Um it looks uh, horrible what from else we my got perspective. That's a terrible thing to point out, but you're kind of right. Okay. <laughs> I fully, guys, I fully admit that's bad. I yeah. guess all the other, I guess all the other ones are just like, douchey. like Landon roasts me for like looking like a douchebag, but Landon, <laughs> I maybe have 10 douchebag pictures on yeah. the internet from that age. Yeah, you have, have hundreds. I have a lot. There but are so because many he was that trying to make a name on social media. So it makes sense. That's how but you make he, a name for yourself. But it, yeah. It, and I get it, but it's the type of person that nobody really wants. Like, you're not authentic. And, and I know it's that genuine. And, and 1,000%, I agree with you, Clace, and I know that now, which is why I just don't right. post to social media. But again, I can defend myself during this time period where this was my entertainment, and I thought this was a th- 
going to be a thing. I thought I was the next, like, whoever the f*** is popular yeah. on social media these days. But I thought yeah. I was getting into that world, and I quickly... James Charles. I, okay. <laughs> you were going to be the next James Charles. Maybe not that, but, <laughs> no, I, I, but Lane, what I realized I was if you posted something that was, like, heartfelt, even though it probably wasn't genuinely heartfelt, it was like, eh. But then if you posted something in your face... It would perform really well, and it was like that's what people wanted, and so it yeah. was. It this is the birth of social media, and like this kind of. Oh, I just found life. a really bad one. But so, oh, so in your defense, it is impressive to me. Like I obviously you were a douchebag, but <laughs> it's very impressive 100%. to me that you at the beginning of social media before influencers. We're figuring out from scratch, not based on what anyone else was doing. You were figuring out how it works and how to do it. And that's impressive. Like, good for you for, like, stepping out and being like, I'm recognizing what sells and what doesn't. And I'm doing what right. sells. That's right. kind of cool, but, even though it sucks. But also, but also, so he gets, like, 20 likes. Is that what sells? Like, it depends on... That was on Twitter, but, like, this stuff would have 2,000 likes on feed. And my Instagram back in the day was was pretty decent. I, I'm not defending it. I have <laughs> a zero wish to get back into this. I'm not, no, like... No, I... And I'm back the in reason high school, I, I played basketball, I can, and I, you know... The reason I can... We can joke about it now is because we're both very different. Right, so, like, right. we can take it both can ways. Can I... Can I make a quick point about this last one that you just shared? Uh, yeah. So I got in trouble with this series of photos from my youth group leader. He pulled <laughs> me aside one day after church and said, Landon, we need to have a discussion about what you've been posting to Instagram. Really? Why is it that you feel the need to re show, reveal your body in that way? Why is your button down open like that? Let's have a conversation about sexualization on the internet. And... <laughs> Who is the, what's the first name of this pastor? Don't say the last name. Do you remember who it was? Um, I can picture him, but I don't okay, remember his never name. Never mind. Doesn't matter. So anyway, it's just, it was one of those things. But again, that conversation, and I had a lot of conversations with my best friends in high school that knew me about like, I'm not myself on the internet and I don't know how to be myself in person with you guys, but then also have this internet thing that you all make fun of me for. Like all my yeah. friends made fun of me to a hundred percent. Yeah. But I would always tell them like, guys, I get it. I know I'm not, I'm not being genuine, but it was just something I was playing yeah. around with. I guess it's a ruse. Yeah. It's interesting. Like my initial reaction to the pastor coming up to you and being like, let's have a talk about why you're like shirtless button down. Like right. what's going on? Like my yeah. initial reaction is like, why? Who, do, who cares? Like, don't talk to me. But then, yeah. But then I think about, you're probably like 16, 17. Like, yeah, have a conversation with what's going on. Like, yeah, but I not, I think I what I struggle ways, with I is like your uh, what I struggle with a little bit personally is like that's not a con like your youth pastor has mixed motives for bringing that up. Like if your if the youth pastor mm -hmm. is genuinely concerned about it, take it to the parents, let the parents deal with it. Like and it's more of a hey, we're just I I'm concerned about like his values. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily like oh, is he making women's the thing that I heard cuz I Landon, I went through the same phase is like people be like, "Yeah, you're causing people to stumble." I'm like that's such uh. a religious <laughs> bullshitty thing to say. Yeah, yeah 
That's it not depends. my responsibility. Yeah. yeah, it depends on how he comes at it. He could he could come at it from the aspect of you're causing people to stumble, or you could genuinely come at it from like a like genuinely concerned for your personality and how right. you're developing and how you're developing as a cognitive yes. human being. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mason, I don't have anything for you. I just wanted come to kind of rail into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I didn't think that big of an impression on social media. There's You're kind of running out of things to find. I, I honestly, I just, I I felt attacked and I needed to respond. That's fine. That's, that's, that's probably what it, it was. I'm okay with um, But it, I guess moral of the story, Lynn and I were both douchebags and we made it through that phase and look, we're better for it. And yeah. um. And Mason Still was just a good guy all the we, time. We try to recognize those. And no? I think it's, okay. I think, no, no, no. I, I, I was going to completely agree with you. I think it's so important that we recognize our shortcomings. For Landon, for you and I, it was kind of this just self-centered type of people should care about me and I, my face gets likes. Right. There, are, there are things like that, shortcomings of everyone, and so many people aren't willing to admit it and aren't willing to just have a conversation about it to, make, to genuinely be better. So I think it's cool that we at least can be like, yep, that's part of who we are, and we're not proud of it necessarily, but it did make us who we are, and we learned a lot from that phase of our life. Exactly. And now I'm uh, slowly so, turning into a douchebag, so I can have that. <laughs> so if you guys think I look like JB, like, <laughs> give us a follow. <laughs> Uh, all right, with that, I do have an outro. Um, so uh, you know, and then we can kind of just close Song. from there. Does that sound sound good? Yeah, let's li- let's listen to it. Thank you for oh, no. listening to I'm <laughs> Why didn't you say that before we started playing the music? Cause, like, cause we're, we gotta play oh, the, the so, outro music uh, now. So, it's so anticlimactic. We were like, I'm, so, I'm sorry you did the format wrong. <laughs> you also didn't say where Landon or I were during the intro. So uh, everything's off the rails. Look what? At this hurricane, dude. Where the All right, boys. All right, boys. Let's Are we ready it. to find out? Let's do Already. it. This is Mason, right? Mason, you're next? Yeah, this is mine. Here we go. And it's f***ing. It's uh, I don't know why. It's uh, I swear. It's but I Oh, hey. It's been it. It's, it's, it's been it. <sighs> so long. It can does we get, take forever. Can we get like a shorter can length? We a, can of... we get a different one? <laughs> no. Oh, I almost got pie. Does it say pie or pick? That's it. What is it? Oh no, I'm I'm scared. It's wow. still going. <laughs> like, come on. Subsequent movie films. What is Your that category? Mean? Is what does subsequent sub- mean? Subs. It's like um. We wrote like this. Toy Story two, Toy Story two, Toy <laughs> oh, Story three, sequels? Toy S- oh. sequels. Subsequent okay. movie films. Right. Wait, wait, isn't that from Borat? Th- this the second movie he just came out was Borat the subsequent movie film or something like that. Oh no, yeah. I yeah. actually um, I never right, watched right, right. it. 
But okay, I, I can do that. There are definitely ways there I can go. take it. There, there, you, there go. you go. Thanks, bye. Now bye. For bye. real this time. Bye. <laughs>